Facebook removes two separate conservative ads for violating the scruples of fake fact checkers at PolitiFact. Joe Biden pushes anti-vaccine propaganda as Trump fights with his CDC director. And Kamala Harris pushed a bail fund that bailed out some rather unsavory characters. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your data from prying eyes at expressvpn.com. Slash Ben. We'll get to all the news of the day and plenty of news there is. We'll get to all of it in a second. First, let's talk about all the money that you are giving away with your cell phone bill. I mean, lots and lots of money. A lot of that is because you bought the unlimited data package, didn't you? Didn't you? And in doing so, you're paying way too much money for your cell phone coverage. What if I told you that you could have the exact same coverage as, you know, like AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, same internet, cable, utility, like all, all of the stuff that you need from these places, except that you'd be paying like a lot less money. Pure Talk gives you the exact same coverage, the same towers, the same bars, but it costs you half, no contract, no excessive fees. You can save a lot of money and you can do better things with that money than hand it over to one of these big cell phone companies. Right now, enjoy unlimited talk text, two gigs of data, all for just 20 bucks a month. The average person is saving $400 a year on their wireless bill. So grab your mobile phone dial, pound 250 and say Ben Shapiro. When you do, you save 250 bucks off any iPhone, including the new iPhone SE. Again, that is pound 250, say keyword Ben Shapiro. That's Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless and save 250 bucks off any iPhone, including that new iPhone SE. When you dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro and get started with Pure Talk USA. Great way to save money. Okay, so before we begin, I just want to note that it is, in fact, the 233rd birthday of the Constitution of the United States. On this day, 233 years ago, the signatories of the Constitution in 1787 got together. They signed the document. It is an incredible document. And I want to take just a brief moment and read to you from my book, How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps on the Constitution, because it's important to recognize why the Constitution is important. So Abraham Lincoln suggested that the Constitution was a frame of silver, a picture of silver around an apple of gold. The apple of gold being the Declaration of Independence, meaning we have certain fundamental philosophies in the United States, this philosophy of the Declaration of Independence, and it was protected by a system that was designed to ensure that the philosophy was enacted. Here's how I talk about it in my book. The philosophy of the United States rests on three basic principles. First, the reality of natural rights, which preexist government, inalienable and precious. Second, the equality of all human beings before the law and in their rights. And finally, the belief that government exists only to protect natural rights and to enforce equality before the law. American philosophy believes these propositions are self-evident in the words of the Declaration of Independence. The founders attempted to implement American philosophy through a unique set of institutions. The Constitution of the United States was a compromise document designed to enshrine American philosophy via limited government system. That constitutional system's enumerated powers balanced the necessity for action embodied in the, in the legislative power with the necessity to avoid tyranny. The constitutional system's checks effectively balanced the requirement of an executive powerful enough to respond to threats and enforce law with the requirement to avoid despotism embodied in checks and balances. The constitutional system's federalism was constructed to frustrate national schemes to subsume the character of local communities while simultaneously preventing those local communities from becoming autocracies. Okay, so to put that in maybe even simpler English, there are basically three things that the Constitution was designed to do. One was to enumerate powers. The government is only given a certain number of enumerated powers. The Constitution lists them off. And this was that the government did not have the ability to infringe upon your core rights as a human being. Second, the constitutional system put in place these checks and balances between the various branches of the federal government 
so that you didn't have an executive branch that overran all of its boundaries or a legislative branch that overran all of its boundaries or a judiciary that overran all of its boundaries. Again, the idea was that ambition was supposed to counteract ambition. And in doing so, your rights as an American would be protected. And finally, the Constitution set up a federalist system, a federalist system that allows the federal government to do things that need to be done, but also prevents the federal government from infringing on the local character of communities and at the same time prevents local communities from infringing on the core human rights of the citizens inside those local communities. Right? That's what the Constitution was designed to do. And over time, as it was amended, increasingly did. It is a document well worth celebrating. And when you see so many people in the United States today who essentially see the Constitution as a vestige of a dead past, oh, it's this document that means nothing anymore. Understand, there's a long history to that kind of thinking, going all the way back to the progressives at the beginning of the 20th century and the worst president in American history, Woodrow Wilson, that this view of the Constitution as a barrier to the things we want to do. The Constitution is a barrier to a government becoming so powerful that it can cram down on you anything, including violations of your rights in the name of pure majoritarianism, in the name of the mob, in the name of your local community without any sort of federal intervention. And there was a balancing act that was attempting to be done by the founding fathers, and they achieved it in incredible fashion. The Constitution is unbelievably, unbelievably durable. It's one of the reasons why. You see so many folks on the left today and they declare Donald Trump a fascist and you look at what Trump actually does and you say, how? Like how? Name me the fascist thing that Trump is doing. Even if you thought he had authoritarian tendencies, the document has been so robust that it has prevented that from happening, even if you're on the left. And the same thing is true on the right. Barack Obama, I think, had extraordinarily authoritarian tendencies. It's why he talked about a pen and a phone. It's why he talked about bending law pretty routinely. It's why he, he militarized parts of his own government, the IRS, for example. But the Constitution is robust enough to even hem in the, the most authoritarian characters who take up the presidency. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't need to do a better job of electing our public leaders. What it does mean is that we ought to recognize that the Constitution systems, those checks and balances are crucial. And in a time when exactly those things are coming under fire, it is important to remember why they are important. Right now, we have ascendant wings in maybe both parties that see the fundamentals of the Constitution as a threat to the future of the country, who believe that enumerated powers prevent the government from doing what it is supposed to do. Why can't we just do bigger things? Why can't we just move beyond these enumerated powers? I mean, these people lived 230 years ago. The reason that the Constitution is still relevant is because human nature has not changed in the last 233 years. The reason the Declaration is still relevant is because human nature has not changed since the Declaration of Independence in 1776. But there are people who want to overthrow these fundamental principles, right? They believe that enumerated powers are a problem because they prevent the government from doing the things we want to do. And this is what you see from Democrats who say, for example, that the federal government should be able to cram down on you a healthcare mandate or the federal government should be able to cram down on you federal education mandates or all this stuff is beyond the scope of what the federal government was designed to do. You see the same thing in the way that members of both parties seem to dislike checks and balances, right? that they believe that the federal government ought to have no checks and balances. Right now, you're seeing this mostly from the Democrats who want to get rid of the filibuster, who say that the Senate itself is constituted undemocratically, which, by the way, is the point. It is the point is that states were supposed to be able to check each other because they were independent bodies before the foundation of the United States. The checks and balances were part of the system. They were designed to create gridlock. When you see people bemoaning gridlock at the federal level, gridlock was part of the system. It was designed for gridlock. But people don't like gridlock, except if their rights are being violated. And then when it comes to federalism, you see the Democrats taking the position that states should be either summarily be overrun by the federal government or if they're red states. And if they're blue states, they should be left to their own devices by the federal government. As soon as you believe that the institutions of the Constitution are no longer important, 
You have left behind the philosophy that believes the declaration is important because all of those mechanisms were designed to protect that core of gold, that philosophy that suggests that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Alrighty, so just thought that I'd sound off a little bit on Constitution Day because this is one of our great forgotten holidays, Constitution Day, September 17th. Alrighty, meanwhile, we are seeing Facebook beginning to involve itself in censorship to an extraordinary degree. Uh, there, there's a couple of stories that, that are coming out of Facebook that are truly disturbing. And really, it has more to do with the fact checkers that Facebook has chosen to rely upon than Facebook itself. They shouldn't have set up the system this way. But the fact that Facebook set up the system so that left-wing fact checkers could skew the system is really a, a horrible move and unjustifiable. I'll explain in just one second. These are some pretty wild stories in how social media can really screw with the political narrative on the basis of, of the left really lying. The fact checkers are just, so many of these fact checkers are just liars, I mean, open liars. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let's talk about a simple fact, and that is you don't actually want to go to the post office right now, and maybe ever. In fact, you would love savings by not going to the post office. Not only can you save time, not only can you save money, but you can save your peace of mind and not stand in line at the post office by going to stamps.com. Thousands of small business owners have discovered the benefits of Stamps.com in recent months. They've been able to keep their businesses running, avoid the crowds at the post office, all from their own computers. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and avoid going to the post office. And you'll save money with discounted rates you cannot even get at the post office. Stamps.com offers UPS services too, with discounts up to 62%, no residential surcharges. Here at Daily Wire, we've used Stamps.com since 2017. No more wasting our time. Stamps.com brings all the mailing and shipping services you need directly to your computer in the comfort of your home or office. Whether you're a small business sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Then, when it's ready, just leave it for the mail carrier, schedule a pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. It is indeed that simple. Right now, my listeners get a special offer. Ooh, ah, it includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and digital scale, no long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Shapiro. That is stamps.com, enter Shapiro again. Stamps.com, enter Shapiro. Go check them out right now. Okay, so... There's been a lot of talk in the recent past about social media and its crackdown on the flow of information. And I have defended some of these companies and I have gone after some of these companies. Of all the social media companies, I've defended Facebook the most because frankly, it would be hypocritical for me not to, considering that Facebook has been of benefit to my company, considering we do tremendous traffic on Facebook. But that doesn't mean that the system that Facebook has set up for fact-checking is not unbelievably skewed and actually quite dangerous. I'll give you two examples today. So Facebook set up this system. The system is that if you get dinged by one of their designated fact checkers, they will censor your ad, right? They will remove your ad. Well, what happens if the fact checkers that were designated are left-wing? So PolitiFact is not a fact checker. PolitiFact is a left-wing outlet. It is like a Media Matters left-wing outlet. Outlet. It is designed to fact check implications. PolitiFact will do these fact checks where they will fully admit right in the body of the article that what they are fact checking is not factually false. They'll just say that we don't like the implication, therefore we rate it mostly false. PolitiFact is an overtly political outlet. The fact that they masquerade as an objective fact checker is a joke. This has been true for literally years. Now, I remember several years back, I cut a video in which all I did was just read statistics from Pew Global, Pew Global Polling on the feelings of Muslims globally about a wide variety of controversial issues ranging from support to terrorism to support for honor killings and all this. I read all of this. That was the entire video. The entire video was just noting what percentage of Muslims in like Afghanistan believed in honor killing and then saying, this seems like an extreme belief. That was the entire video. PolitiFact rated the video false 
because they said that my standards for extremism were not objective standards of extremism, which is not, in fact, a false rating. That is just them saying they disagree with my definitions. Okay, that is, that's, that's called a political argument. PolitiFact does this stuff all the time, all the time. And the fact that Facebook decided to use PolitiFact as one of its trusted fact checkers leads to perverse results like this. And there are now two separate ads that have been taken down after being declared quasi-false by Facebook. So the first ad came from the America First PAC. This is one of Donald Trump's super PACs. So it's not related to the Trump campaign. A super PAC operates independently of the campaign. So this is not Trump himself. This is the America First PAC. It's run by Linda McMahon, who used to be the head of his small business administration. Okay, so the, the super PAC ran this ad. As you are about to hear, the ad is completely accurate. There's nothing wrong with this ad. The ad makes a simple claim. Joe Biden is going to raise your taxes. That's the entire claim. PolitiFact rated the ad mostly false. It was removed from Facebook on the basis of PolitiFact's bullcrap fact check. So here is this ad. Sometimes politicians accidentally tell the truth. Guess what? If you elect me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. And it's true. The New York Times says Biden's tax increases are more than double Hillary Clinton's plan. Even the Tax Policy Center admits taxes would increase on all income groups. If you elect me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. Big tax increases crushing our recovery. It could go higher. America First Action is responsible for the content of this advertising. There's not a single word of that that is false. In fact, the the ad itself cites its sources, right, throughout the ad. So PolitiFact, the ad launched August 4th. It was then slapped with a mostly false rating by PolitiFact. And then it was blocked by Facebook, like full-on blocked by Facebook. Again, the ad directly quotes Biden saying, if you elect me, your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. So what exactly, how, how exactly did PolitiFact rationalize its mostly false rating? They accused the PAC, this is according to John Bickley, editor-in-chief of Daily Wire, of not giving the audience of, for the 30-second spot, enough context and giving the wrong impression about what Biden meant. So it's a context check, okay? Nothing in there is actually false. It is a, they, they say that it is lacking context, which normally we would call like the basis for a political discussion or argument, right? If you cite to me a fact and I say, listen, here's what you're missing. You're missing this particular context. It doesn't mean that what you are saying is overtly false. It means that I believe that you are not placing it in the proper context, right? That's how a lot of political conversations go. But PolitiFact rated it mostly false. So here is how their stupid fact check begins. They say a new ad from a pro-Trump super PAC uses out-of-context footage of Joe Biden to claim that the former vice president wants to raise taxes for Americans across the board. While the America First Action ad presents that remark out of context, some tax experts estimate that Biden's plan would mean higher taxes on average for all income groups. But those increases would be relatively small for all but the biggest earners. So in other words, they say that while it's true that Biden is going to increase taxes for everyone, he's mostly going to increase taxes for rich people. Therefore, the ad is mostly false. That's insane. So you're admitting that the ad is true. You just agree with Joe Biden's policy. And so you're going to declare the ad mostly false. PolitiFact specifically cites a Biden campaign official as supposed evidence of the Democrats' intent. The full exchange shows that Biden was saying his plan would raise taxes for people who, in the words, in his words, quote, benefited from the GOP's Tax Cuts and Job Act of 2017, a Biden campaign official said his point was that the wealthy, not all Americans, would not benefit from his plan. But here's the thing. Everybody benefited from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 because everybody received a tax cut. So that, that's, a, that's a bullcrap fact check. It's just not true. The fact check goes on to make a similarly flimsy case against the ad's inclusion of Biden warning his tax increases could go higher. The supposed evidence of this being, quote unquote, mostly false is the following full quote from Biden, quote, we should charge people the same tax for their capital gains as their tax rate is. And I think we should raise the tax rate back to, for example, I take it back to where it was before it was reduced. It could go higher. 
That's literally him saying he's going to increase taxes. This ad is not false. So PolitiFact declared it mostly false based on the fact that they actually agree with Joe Biden's policy. That isn't even the worst case of Facebook removing something based on a bullcrap PolitiFact fact check. Okay, the worst case is there is a group, there's, a, there's another group that is called the American's Principles Project. The American Principles Project ran an ad in Michigan. Okay, this ad in Michigan targeted the governor of Michigan because the governor of Michigan backs the so-called Equality Act. And the so-called Equality Act essentially abolishes the ability of biological women to compete against only biological women in sports. Right? The, the, the Equality Act suggests that if you are a man and you say that you are a woman, you should now be able to compete with women in sports. Right? Transgender women should be able to compete with actual biological women in sports, which, of course, destroys women's sports because now you have biological males competing with biological females. In a second, I'm going to show you this ad. Then I'm going to tell you what the PolitiFact fact check said. This ad was taken down from Facebook. This is unconscionable stuff. If Facebook is removing ads and content based on the biased insanity of PolitiFact, Facebook needs to feel the heat on that. Now, I've been a, a great advocate of not regulating these social media companies because I don't want the government sitting above the social media companies and determining exactly what can and cannot be put on there because I don't want Elizabeth Warren in charge of that. I don't want the Democrats appointing a majority of the FCC and then cramming down their perspective on what should be online on these various social media companies. I'd rather let a, fl a thousand flowers bloom. It makes it very difficult for me to make that case when companies like Facebook that control huge flows of information allow this sort of nonsense to happen where they explicitly outsource their judgment to PolitiFact. At that point, they're just a left-wing source. Masquerading is an objective source, which, which is not acceptable under any circumstances. We'll get to that in just one second. First, Let's talk about the fact that sleep is pretty darned important these days. So my kid woke me up last night. My baby, love her. She's adorable. She woke me up last night from 4 to 5 a.m. It was no fun, but there was good news. When I was in bed and she was not waking me up, I was sleeping like a baby. Why? Because of my pillow. Okay, my pillow, this stuff is, everything they make is just incredible. So my wife and I, we have a couple of my pillows. They are just the most comfortable pillows ever. <laughs> truly, truly amazing stuff. And they don't just do pillows. They also do sheets. They do all sorts of bedding. It's really top notch. Mike Lindell is the inventor of MyPillow. Mike's latest deal is on his Giza Dreams sheets. They're made from the world's best cotton, Giza cotton. They are ultra soft. They are breathable. They're extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dreams sheets are at a two for on low price. They are a two for plus free shipping with promo code DAILYWIRE. All of the MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to check out the two-for-one low price on the Giza Dream Sheets Plus free shipping. There are also deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products as well. Obviously, you've heard about MyPillow other places. I am here to testify. Everything you've heard about the quality of their product is absolutely true. It is absolutely great. The stuff is just terrific. There's a reason the company is so successful. Enter promo code DAILYWIRE or call 800-651-1148. That's 800-651-1148 for these excellent, excellent specials. Go check out MyPillow.com right now. Click on that radio listener square and check out the two for one low price on the Giza Dreams sheets plus free shipping. Go check out MyPillow. This is solid stuff. You're going to get better sleep quality with it. Okay, so here is the other ad that was run. Again, there is nothing that is inaccurate about this ad. Nothing. It was pulled down because PolitiFact, a biased source, is used in the algorithm for Facebook. Facebook should change its algorithm. There's no doubt about it. Anything they should Honestly, they should bar PolitiFact from being part of the program for gaming the system. I think Facebook's core assumption is that PolitiFact is going to act like a fact checker, not like an arm of the Democratic Party. But apparently that assumption was incorrect. It should never have been made. I mean, PolitiFact has always been an arm of the Democratic Party. In any case, here is the here is the ad that was banned. 
female athletes want is a fair shot at competition, at a scholarship, at a title, at victory. But what if that shot was taken away by a competitor who claims to be a girl, but was born a boy? Senator Gary Peters and Joe Biden support legislation that would destroy girls' sports. They call it equality. Really? That's not fair. Not fair at all. Vote against Gary Peters and Joe Biden. They are too extreme for Michigan. Okay, that's Senator Gary Peters. The ad is against it. There's everything about that ad is true. Every single word about that ad is true. It is, of course, true. I mean, this has become the basis for lawsuits in places like Connecticut, where transgender athletes are competing against biological women, and they are destroying them. Because it turns out that if you grow up as a boy, you have a different physiological structure than growing up as a girl. Of course, of course. I know biology. This stuff's super controversial. So the science is real crowd on the Democratic side. Okay, so here's PolitiFact's fact check that caused Facebook to take this down. Quote, their specific criticism is that allowing transgender girls and women to compete on the basis of their gender identity would create an uneven playing field for student athletes and ultimately end girls and women's sports. Quote, that's a prediction we can't fact check. That's a prediction we can't fact check. So they overtly say they can't fact check the, pres- the position. It doesn't matter. Because they say that the ad is lacking context, it's missing context, Facebook removed it. So PolitiFact, PolitiFact says we can't fact check the ad. And Facebook's response is, okay, we'll take it down. Okay, this is getting to be quite ugly. And it's not just Facebook, obviously. We're seeing this on YouTube as well. A little bit earlier this week, Dr. Scott Atlas, who's been a guest on this program, and Dr. Atlas had some videos on YouTube talking about COVID. Atlas has been a lockdown skeptic since the earliest days. And he has claimed repeatedly that, for example, the, this thing has differential diagnoses based on whether you're elderly or whether you're younger. He has said that there's not a lot of evidence that children are passing this with great frequency, for example. It was a video of that that was taken. So YouTube took down that video saying that it did not meet with the WHO's information. Okay, well, if, if you had, had to abide by the what the WHO says is true standard, then saying in February that this thing was airborne would have, not, would have conflicted with the WHO. If you had said in late February, hey, we should all mask up, that would have conflicted with the WHO. Using the WHO as the scientific gold standard, then removing videos that conflict with the WHO, which was a Chinese-run operation, essentially, in the early days of COVID, is crazy. But that's exactly what YouTube did. YouTube put out a statement to the Wall Street Journal saying it removed the Atlas interview for, quote, falsely stating that a certain age group cannot transmit the virus. The company was apparently referring to Dr. Atlas's remark amid a discussion about school reopening that children, quote, do not even transmit the disease. That seems to have been an exaggeration for emphasis. Dr. Atlas corrected himself in the next answer, saying transmission by children is, quote, not impossible, but it's less likely. That is 100% true. So what they are now doing on YouTube is they are acting as though everything that you say spontaneously is a term paper. So if I, if I exaggerate for emphasis, which everybody does, rhetorically speaking, every single day, everybody, if you speak off the cuff, you're likely to be banned by YouTube because you didn't footnote everything in precisely the way that YouTube wanted. You get the same thing on Facebook. By the way, my co-host, another host over here at The Daily Wire, Michael Moles, he's been dinged by Facebook because he said for rhetorical emphasis that there was, quote, no evidence that masks work. He then followed up by suggesting that the Swedish health officials and the Norwegian health officials had basically said that there's not a lot of evidence that it works. OK, so he emphasized and he overemphasized and he exaggerated for emphasis and Facebook dinged him. Right. This is the kind of stuff where it only works on one side, by the way. If you are a Democrat and you say that Donald Trump is removing mailboxes from the streets to prevent mail-in voting, so to steal the election, they won't remove any of that crap, any of it. Here's Scott Atlas on Tucker Carlson last night saying this is absurd. 
I think this sort of move to censor people like me uh, and others, I'm not just talking about myself, uh, really has precipitated a backlash here. We saw it in the media now. Lots of things have been written uh, talking about what I've said and how outrageous it is that that stuff was uh, censored or even, uh, you know, an, an interest by some of my former colleagues in censoring me by public shaming or cancellation. Uh, you know, these kinds of things are really destructive and harmful. Not only is it wrong in terms of the truth, it's also instilling fear into the public. Okay, so it, it, it's crazy. I mean, you, you now have a complete grip on the flow of information. Another example. So last night, Tucker hosted on his show a Chinese scientist. This Chinese scientist has claimed that the virus was produced in a Wuhan lab and then released. And now, I don't know whether that's true or not. You don't know if that's true or not. YouTube doesn't know whether it's true or not. Nobody knows whether it's true or not. It doesn't matter. YouTube took down the video. And so did Facebook, by the way. Here's Tucker Carlson talking about that last night. But it's clear that Dr. Li Min Yang is a serious person. She is making a very serious claim. So within a few hours of her interview last night, a video of the segment reached 1.3 million people on Facebook. And why wouldn't it? The coronavirus pandemic has touched the life of every American. And justifiably, people want to know where it came from. But Facebook still doesn't want you to know that. So Facebook suppressed the video, presumably on behalf of the Chinese government. Facebook executives made it harder for users to watch our segment. Those who found the video had to navigate a warning. The interview, quote, repeats information about COVID-19 that independent fact checkers say is false. OK, this standard is the problem. OK, which independent fact checkers? Who are these independent fact checkers and why should we trust them? Okay, you have to fact check the fact checkers because not all fact checkers are created equal, as we have seen. They will overtly rate false claims that are clearly true. Right? There's two separate ads just in the last week that have been removed that are overtly true and that the fact checker itself admits are basically true. This is dangerous stuff. It is. And if these companies wish to remain independent and they don't want everybody just rushing to the government for a solution, which, again, I am against. I don't think the government should step in in these cases overall. It's going to be real difficult for the government not to step in at the behest of people who believe that their rights are being violated by social media companies that are, at the very least, quasi-fraudulently claiming to be open and objective participants in a platform rather than in, in some sort of publication. And I'm against that sort of legislation. But you got to make it easier for me, guys. You can't do this. You can't make PolitiFact your outsourced fact checker and then claim that you are merely a platform and not a publication. PolitiFact is a publication. And if you are just doing their bidding, you become a publication as well. Okay, this, this is dangerous stuff. Okay, in just a second, we are going to be getting to all of the, the latest on COVID because there are some crazy stories today out on COVID and the handling of COVID, particularly in blue areas. First, let us talk about the fact that you need to hire better people. You do. I mean, I need to hire better people. Hell, we're moving to Nashville. We're looking to hire a lot of people. And that means that we are using ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter will scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and then actively invite them to apply to your job. ZipRecruiter makes hiring efficient and effective with features like screening questions to filter candidates and an all-in-one dashboard where you can review and rate your candidates. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the very first day. Like We have a lot of fantastic employees here at The Daily Wire. We do. One of those fantastic employees is Producer Colton. Producer Colton is an excellent employee, except when he is just dead set on particular guests who don't really have much to do with the show, but he's like super obsessed with the guest, but wants to make sure that this guest gets like three hours on the program. At that point, I started thinking, hmm, 
ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, try it for free. My listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. ZipRecruiter is indeed the smartest way to hire. Go check them out right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. All righty, so some news on COVID. So it, it is incredible that the treatment of COVID, people keep screaming from the rooftops, follow the science. Sorry, this is the Democrat. Follow the science. Okay, but they don't actually follow the science. In fact, they don't care about the science. This has become overtly political. It's been overtly political for months now. And yet the Democrats keep claiming that they're following the science. And I'm just wondering how. Now, I've been very critical of much that President Trump has done with regard to, with regard to, or at least said, with regard to COVID. I think when it comes to what he's done, I'm not sure that he had tons of choices on what he's done. It seems like everybody has failed pretty much everywhere because there aren't great policies when it comes to a global pandemic that seems to basically stick around until it burns its way through communities. The basic logic of COVID is that it burns through communities. All you can do is shield the sick and the vulnerable, the elderly, and then it just passes through and then it's done, right? This is the, the lesson from Sweden where they never shut down. And their big failure was they didn't protect the sick and vulnerable at the very beginning. If they had, Sweden would be widely perceived to be what it is, a model for how to handle this thing. Everybody in Europe is now experiencing the so-called second wave. It is not a second wave. It is a continuation of the first wave. It's just that when you lock down, all you did was delay the inevitable, which is the spread of this thing through communities. Now, Maybe that's a good thing, right? Delaying it allowed for better therapeutic procedures. It allowed for hospitals to figure out how to treat this thing better. The death in hospitals rates is down dramatically, right? Florida and Georgia and Texas and Arizona, they all got waves. Those waves happened a lot later than New Jersey, New York. And that meant that they weren't having people lie on their back with ventilators. They're flipping people on their stomachs. They were giving them remdesivir. They were giving them steroidal injections, right? They had better treatments for this thing. So the death rates were much, much lower. That's why when people say, well, Florida, Georgia, Arizona, Texas, look how badly they handled it. Okay, the, the curves are not even comparable in terms of death, right? New, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, their curves are enormous in terms of death because this thing hit early and hospitals didn't know how to handle it. Some of that is Cuomo's fault. Some of it's not Cuomo's fault, right? Some of it is just, if it hit you early, then there wasn't much you could do. But lockdowns are not the solution, particularly not endless lockdowns. It doesn't matter. Democrats are pursuing endless lockdowns today. New York City announced that schools will not physically reopen for all students on Monday. Instead, the city is doing a phased-in reopening by grade level through the next few weeks. This is the second time Bill de Blasio, garbage commie mayor of New York, has delayed in-person classes. Three days before the start of the school year, they announced this. So parents had made their plans. They'd figure out what to do. And by the way, online schooling is failing everywhere it's tried. Heavy, heavy percentages, like up to half, maybe more than half in certain school districts of kids are not even logging on to go to Zoom school. Because honestly, you can't keep kids concentrating in regular school. What, you think you're going to plunk them down in front of a boring screen? Like my daughter is doing some Zoom school right now as we prepare for our move. And she is a kid with an extraordinary attention span. I mean, she, you know, she's brilliant. She's going into first grade. She reads at fourth grade level. It doesn't matter. She's still easily distracted because she's literally sitting there looking at a screen where the teacher's walking around the classroom dealing with, the, it's kind of half in class, half Zoom school. Right? And that, that's a pro this stuff does not work. Okay, Zoom school is not good. It is not good. The only way that it works is if basically you're homeschooling your kid and you're just using the Zoom as a supplement. That is the only way that it works. And parents have built their lives around this stuff. Parents still have to work. Parents still have to have lives. I mean, school is about a couple of things. Yes, it's outsourcing the education, but it's also outsourcing the daycare. Right? Everybody understands what school is. Bill de Blasio, three days before the start of school, canceled it in New York City. There is no curve in New York City because everybody died in New York City. It burned through. It burned through New York City. The transmission rate in New York City is well below 1%. It's extremely low. The number of positive tests 
in Manhattan is nearly zero. The number of deaths in Manhattan is zero. And yet they're still not reopening the schools, which again, are not a main vector of transmission anywhere in the world. They are not. There is no evidence. I mean, th- I mean this seriously. There is no evidence that schools are main vectors of transmission. That does not mean COVID can't be transmitted at a school. It does mean that the chief vectors of transmission, so far as we have seen, are not in schools. And this is true across Europe. It's true pretty much everywhere, which is why you're having to see all of these idiotic headlines declaring teachers are getting COVID. And then you read the story and it turns out the teacher got COVID three weeks before a school reopened. There's an AP story that cited this, right? That said, oh, look at, look at these three teachers. They died from COVID. All three of them had gotten COVID from places that were not in school. Okay, I'm reading you the stats from Manhattan. Here are the stats from Manhattan as of yesterday. This is worldometers.info, which is, I believe, the Johns Hopkins University information. Manhattan, which is a, a population of 1.6 million. This is Manhattan County. You ready for this? Here's how many positive COVID tests they had yesterday. Positive COVID tests yesterday, 63 in a county of 1.6 million people. How many new deaths did they have yesterday? Zero. Zero. Yesterday. And Bill de Blasio is shutting down all of the schools. They're not physically reopening. He says he spoke for hours yesterday with the head of the principals and teachers union who said schools are not ready to reopen. They've been saying this for many weeks. The mayor said the information flow about exactly what was needed, about exactly what was needed where it needed to be improved. Okay, so he says that um, many outer borough families are pragmatic and understand the realities of life. He says, I feel for any parent that has to make new arrangements. I know people will do what they have to do. He declines to apologize to New York City families for the last minute change. This is anti-scientific nonsense. It is anti-scientific crap. Bill de Blasio is a garbage, garbage mayor. My goodness, he is a garbage mayor. Wild. Okay, and, and what we are also seeing is that the, the party of science is covering up the science in many cases. So we've been hearing from the media over and over and over again, that the real bad guy in all of this, of course, is, is Ron DeSantis in Florida. Now, let's be clear. The dashboard for Florida when it comes to COVID info is maybe the most transparent dashboard anywhere in the country. They've been extremely transparent about their information in Florida. You know where they weren't quite so forthcoming about their information? In the Daily Wire's new home city of Nashville. According to Fox17.com, this is an insane story. The coronavirus, the coronavirus cases on Lower Broadway may have been so low that the mayor's office and Metro Health Department decided to keep it secret. Okay, so the claim from the left is that Republican governors and mayors, they've been covering up deaths and cases. There's not evidence of this. There is now evidence that in Nashville, the mayor's office was covering up the fact that bars and restaurants were not vectors of transmission so that they could justify shutting down the bars and restaurants. So they literally put thousands of people out of work in order to, and then covered up the data suggesting it was unnecessary. This is an insane story. Emails between the mayor's senior advisor and the health department reveal only a partial picture, but what they reveal is disturbing. The discussion involves the low number of coronavirus cases emerging from bars and restaurants and how to handle that, and most disturbingly, how to keep it from the public. On June 30th, contact tracing was given a small view of coronavirus clusters. Construction and nursing homes were found to be causing problems, with more than 1,000 cases traced to each category, which makes sense. I mean, we know that nursing homes are a chief vector. We also know that contract workers... Uh, who are working in close proximity with each other, tend to spread it. Bars and restaurants reported just 22 cases. Leslie Waller from the health department asked, this isn't going to be publicly released, right? Just info for the mayor's office. Correct, not for public consumption, writes senior advisor Benjamin Eagles. A month later, the health department was asked point blank about the rumor there were only 80 cases in all of Nashville traced to bars and restaurants. Reporter Nate Rao asked, the figure you gave of more than 80 does lead to a natural question. 
If there have been over 20,000 positive cases of COVID-19 in Davidson, and only 80 or so are traced to restaurants and bars, doesn't that mean restaurants and bars aren't a very big problem? Health Department official Brian Todd asked five health department officials, please advise how you recommend I respond. The name at the top of the response is clipped, but here is the answer. Quote, my two cents. We have certainly refused to give counts per bar because those numbers are low per site. We could still release the total, though, and then the response to the over 80 could be that because the number is increasing all the time and we don't want to say a specific number. Neither the health department nor the mayor's office would confirm the authenticity of the emails, but a council member named Steve Glover had a Metro staff attorney inquire. Here was the official answer. I was able to get verifications from the mayor's office and the Department of Health. These emails are real. Glover says they're fabricating information. They've blown their entire credibility. It's gone. I don't trust a thing they say going forward. Nothing. He says we raised taxes 34%. We put hundreds of uh, hundreds, literally thousands of people out of work that are now worried about losing their homes, their apartments. And we did it on bogus data. That should be illegal. Yes, it damn well should be. It damn well should be. You want to build trust with the public? You know what you don't do? Lie to them about the vectors of transmission. Schools are not main vectors of transmission. Hey, we don't know about bars and restaurants, broadly speaking. What we do know is that in Nashville, they covered up whatever data they did have. How are you supposed to trust public officials when they're overtly lying to you? That's crazy. And, and then these same people will be like, the science says lockdowns are necessary. The science, the science. And then the same people will try out Andrew Cuomo at the DNC to proclaim that he did a wonderful job in, in coffin-covered New York. Incredible. And we'll get to more of the science is real gang on COVID-19 in just a second because Joe Biden gave a big speech about science being real. Science being real. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that you need to protect your online data. You do. Now, there's this stuff out there. It's called ransomware. If you've never been hit by it, it's absolutely terrible, right? Somebody will actually hack your computer and then they will hold ransom at your files until you pay them money. And people are coming up with new ways to grab your information and then blackmail you every single day or steal your information, just use it. This is why you need PCmatic. It's a next generation antivirus designed to stop modern threats like ransomware. Independent testing firm AV Test just named PCmatic a top performer in the cybersecurity industry, giving it the best performance award for 2019. Only PCmatic has American research, development, and support. PCmatic's competition is foreign-made, often in countries where malware originates. PCmatic will block annoying and malicious ads for hassle-free web browsing. It makes your computers faster and more reliable, even after years of use. PCmatic protects Windows computers, including XP, Vista, Windows 7, 8, and 10, Windows servers, Macs, MacBooks, and Android phones and tablets. PCmatic is just 50 bucks for five devices for one year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. If you act now, PCmatic has offered my listeners a free month of security protection with the purchase of an annual license. Protecting your information, this is really not something you should put at risk. To access this offer, go to PCmatic.com slash Ben. Again, world-class security that keeps your computer running great and it ain't gonna cost you a fortune. PCmatic.com slash Ben. Okay, more on COVID-19 and the science is real party. We'll get to that in just one second. First, you may have heard the big news. We are trading crappy governors for happy Southerners, nanny state for real estate, and high taxes for hot chicken. Mm-hmm. We're moving the Daily Wire to Nashville, and we are very excited about it. That is why right now we are practicing a little Southern hospitality gang by offering 15% off select memberships using code Nashville. Tonight, Michael Moles and Matt Walsh will be answering your questions about the move on All Access Live starting at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Throughout the move, I'll be hopping on. You'll be getting the behind-the-scenes looks on our All Access episodes. Join now. We would love to have you join these conversations. See all y'all in Nashville. See, I know that y'all is singular and all y'all is plural. After you finish watching that tonight, I'm excited to join Adam Carolla, Dennis Prager, Dave Rubin, and others for hashtag CancelCon, an important conversation on cancel culture and the Constitution. 
This special live stream is brought to you by our friends at Yaf and the film No Safe Spaces will begin at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Daily Wire YouTube channel and Facebook page. That is hashtag CancelCon. Live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at Daily Wire YouTube and Facebook. You don't want to miss it. Lastly, September 28th. You got to know this, okay? This is important. All of my show's content is moving to my channel, mine, youtube.com slash Ben Shapiro. The link is in the description below. Do not neglect to do this or you're going to miss my show. There will still be content on the Daily Wire channel, but my Daily Show will be on my channel. We are making room for some new exclusive content on Daily Wire. More on that later. I'm also making a lot of new content you can only find on my magical channel. So subscribe to youtube.com slash Ben Shapiro. Ring the bell to make sure you never miss out on a new video. You are watching or listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Alrighty, so Joe Biden, the party of science. So yesterday he gives a speech about vaccines. And in the middle of the speech, he basically says, I like vaccines and I like science, but I don't like Trump. And I don't like Trump. And that means that I, I'm not going to trust a vaccine, but maybe I will trust a vaccine, but maybe I won't. And then he fell asleep because that's what he does in the middle of his speeches. The Harris-Biden campaign moving forward with alacrity. Here was Joe Biden yesterday. So let me be clear. I trust vaccines. I trust scientists. But I don't trust Donald Trump. And at this moment, the American people can't either. Um, so Donald Trump is not actually running the vaccine development, nor is he forcing procedural changes at the FDA. This is actually kind of dangerous. What we have seen in polls is that more and more Americans are refusing to take the vaccine, even if it's developed. So if you actually want this thing to come to an end, what you really need is vulnerable Americans to take the vaccine. I don't know that you need children to take the vaccine. The reason I say that is because if kids get it, who cares, right? Kids are not dying from this, period. End of story. The number of kids who have died from this is in low double digits in a country of 330 million people. Okay, but if you are elderly, if you're at risk, if you have a pre-existing condition, or you have diabetes or something, then getting the vaccine is pretty damned important. And you would like for people who are generally healthy to also get the vaccine so they don't become vectors of transmission because adults do transmit this to adults. The evidence is that kids don't transmit it quite as much or in as severe numbers as adults. Okay, so what you don't want to do is undermine the vaccine. Party of Science should understand this. After all, science is real. They even put it on their stupid lawn signs. Okay, except that now you have Joe Biden openly questioning whether if a vaccine is developed under the Trump administration, people should take it. And the polls are reflecting this. In early May, most Americans, 55%, said they would get vaccinated for COVID-19 if and when a vaccine becomes available. Now, four months later, less than one third of Americans, 32%, say they plan to get vaccinated. That is a 23-point decline. That is being overtly pushed by the Democratic Party and the members of the media. The science is real party is anti-vaccine if Trump develops the vaccine because it might be good for Trump. This is just a denial of reality. This is a common part of the denial of reality for so many members of the Democratic Party. If something good happens and Trump is president, it wasn't good. That's the way the thinking goes. Seriously, that, that, that is the newer skeptics tend to be Democrats. Who could have predicted this? According to Yahoo News and YouGov, they've consistently found a hardline group of anti-vaxxers who say they will not get vaccinated no matter what. It's about 20% of the population. They're generally concentrated more on the right. But while the number of Republicans who say they would get vaccinated has declined 14 points from May, from 47% to 33, the corresponding number of Democrats has plummeted twice as much from 70% to 42% over the same period of time. So the science, I am very pro-vaccination. The science is real party is undermining American faith in vaccines. Again, because it might redound to Trump's benefit if people actually were to take the vaccine. And so you have Joe Biden overtly saying, well, I like vaccines and I like science, but I don't like Donald Trump. What does that have to do with anything? 
If vaccines were developed under Barack Obama, I would take them. Like, what, what, what the hell are we talking about here? I don't think that Barack Obama would deliberately put out, I, I really dislike Barack Obama. I don't think Barack Obama would deliberately put out a faulty vaccine to kill people. Like, what the hell are you talking about here? Meanwhile, what we are learning from the Science is Real Party is that vaccines are bad or questionable if developed under Trump, but masks are very good. Now, again, the evidence on masks is mixed. It is mixed. There are studies that suggest that masks are useful if particularly you're in populated areas. And they're mostly useful not to you. They're useful for, prote for protecting other people. So you sneeze, you're wearing a mask, instead of it going everywhere, now it just goes mostly into the mask. It gets outside the mask a little bit, but mostly it goes into the mask. This is why I have long been a proponent of if you are in a crowded area or you're in an area where people are vulnerable or elderly, you should wear a mask. My parents, when they come over to my house, they wear masks. Like, I am a, I'm a mask proponent. But to pretend that there is no mixed evidence on this is very silly. The Netherlands, Sweden... All of the Scandinavian countries do not mask up. The, the masking rate in Scandinavia is below 10%. The masking rate in Italy is close to 90%. Italy got whomped. The Netherlands did not. Not nearly in the same numbers. Okay, so the, the, the evidence is mixed, right? We can say that. Like, you can be pro-mask and also acknowledge that the evidence is mixed as to the efficacy of mass adoption of masks, particularly if people are not wearing it properly. Like, my wife, when she was in medical school, as I've said, they actually had full courses. They had like a full seminar on how to properly don PPE, personal protective equipment. If you put on the mask wrong, it's a problem. If you put the mask below your nose, that is a problem. You see all these videos of people in crowds and people are cheering them for wearing the mask and they've got the mask below the nose. That's not doing anything. You breathe through your nose, idiots. If you actually want the mask to work, you got to put it up above your nose. Like you see people who are, I still see tons of people wearing neck gaiters. There's a study from the CDC that came out and said neck gaiters are worse than nothing right? because neck gaiters actually encourage people to violate social distancing and they don't, they actually aerosolize stuff better because if you sneeze into a neck gaiter, then it actually, it explodes out. Okay, so, but half the population is still wearing neck gaiters. So all of this is to say that when people keep talking about masks as opposed to a vaccine, the, the answer is both and, right? We want a vaccine. And also if you're in a crowded area, you should wear a mask. But instead you got Joe Biden being like, I don't trust this, this Trump vaccine. I don't trust it at all. But masks, 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 masks. Now, Here's the reality. Everywhere the virus has gotten bad, people mask up. There's lots of data to show this. Wherever the, when the virus got bad in Florida, people masked at a higher rate. When the virus got bad in New York, people masked at a higher rate because they thought that it was going to protect them because people act in self-preserving fashion. It doesn't matter to Joe Biden, though, because for Joe Biden, it's really about the virtue signaling of suggesting he's going to mandate mask wearing because you can't trust your neighbor. You can't trust your neighbor. Now, I wonder how many people really believe that they cannot trust their neighbor. And if they really believe that, Maybe you shouldn't be out in public places with neighbors who are like that. But Joe Biden is really putting heavy focus on the mask and he's performing serious alarmism in the process. He, he's really banking on COVID getting a lot worse before the election. You can, you can, you can tell he is. And so Biden now is trying to proclaim that his legal team thinks he can push a nationwide mask mandate. There is no constitutional authority to do this. He's changing his tune on this because Trump has rightly pointed out that when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris say, we would love everyone to wear a mask. They don't have the authority to do that. So really, it's just them jabbering nonsensically. Now, Joe Biden has been roped into saying that he might have the legal authority to mandate that you wear a mask. There is no such authority under the Constitution. There's a question. I think it's, it can be answered in the positive. A question whether I can mandate over state lines that every single state has to comply. Our legal team thinks I can do that based upon the degree to which there's a crisis in those states and how bad things are for the country. And if we don't do it, what happens? But I would make the case. I'd make the case why it's necessary. 
Um, so, he, so he talked to governors is what he says. But even the implication that he has the constitutional authority to cram this stuff down is not is not correct, obviously. Okay, meanwhile, supposedly Trump is the is the person who is anti-science. Now, listen, Trump tweets out a bunch of stuff and he has tweeted out a bunch of stuff in the past that is anti-science. Okay, Donald Trump has tweeted out a bunch of crap about vaccines that I find absolutely absurd on every scientific level. Donald Trump has not been, I would say, friendly toward many of the findings of science in the past. Openly acknowledge this. When it comes to vaccines, what Donald Trump says about vaccines is significantly less dangerous than what Joe Biden is saying about the vaccines for this thing right now. Here was Donald Trump yesterday saying that Biden should stop his anti-vaccine nonsense. I'm calling on Biden to stop promoting his anti-vaccine theories because all they're doing is hurting the importance of what we're doing. And I know that if they were in this position, they'd be saying how wonderful it is. Uh, they're recklessly endangering lives. You can't do that. And uh, again, this is really a case that they're only talking to just started talking a little bit negatively. And that's only because they know we have it uh, or we will soon have it. And the answer to that is very soon. OK, so there there was this controversy that broke out because yesterday the CDC director, Robert Redfield, made a couple of comments. He said there wouldn't be wide availability of the vaccine until the middle of next year. And then Trump came back at him. And he said, no, it'll be available sooner. I, I think that what the controversy is over is who the vaccine will go to. Wide availability means like general public availability, but to the elderly, to the most vulnerable, to healthcare workers, it's supposed to be available by the end of the year. I think pretty much everybody agrees on that at this point. But, you know, again, the party of science not being particularly scientific about vaccines, not being particularly scientific about COVID and apparently in Nashville, openly covering up information, well, openly, now it's open, covering up information about COVID spread in New York, shutting down the schools. This is no longer scientific. This is political. It's pretty obviously political, which is why it was amazing to watch. So Donald Trump yesterday, he was uh, he was in this presser and he was asked about the COVID response. And he says, if you just look at the at the red states, the red states actually did pretty well here. He's not wrong about this. He got all sorts of flack on it. Here, here's what Trump said. So we're down in this territory. And that's despite the fact that the blue states had had tremendous death rates. If you take the blue states out, we're uh, at, at a level that uh, I don't think anybody in the world would be at. We're really at a very low level. But some of the states, uh, they were blue states and blue state managed. And by the way, we would recommend they open up their states. I think it's very important that they open up their states. People on the left went nuts over this because he's the president of all the states. Why is he separating red and blue states? This was Chris Hayes' take. He, couldn't just, he just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. If you take out the blue states, well, then we're at a very low level. If you don't count the deaths of Americans, then there's fewer American deaths. If you're a state that voted for Hillary Clinton, well, then it's your fault, I guess. Your aunt's death, it doesn't actually count, you see. It's a message from the president of the United States. Okay, uh, uh, the ire from Chris Hayes here. Uh, let me just point out that at the DNC, they literally had a woman whose father died of COVID suggest that her dad died of COVID because he voted for Trump. The Democrats have been claiming for this entire time that Andrew Cuomo is a model of American governance, while Ron DeSantis is a, a villain of history for his handling. It was you guys who made this political. You're the ones who decided Donald Trump was the worst president of all time and Andrew Cuomo was the best governor of all time to excuse Andrew Cuomo's garbage governance or the fact that the states that have been hit hardest are almost universally democratic states. And to justify the fact that you guys continue to back lockdown policies that are ineffective at best and extraordinarily damaging at worst. Okay, so you made it red versus blue. You did. It shouldn't be red versus blue. It should be everybody pursues the best policy. That is clearly not what is happening at this point. The good news is, again, the party of science is the party of science. And so Nancy Pelosi, 
I, honestly, she put out an ad yesterday saying that Mother Earth is angry. The party of science going full on Gaia pagan here. Here's Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, put out, putting out an ad saying that Mother Earth is angry at us. That's what's happening here. Mother Earth is angry. She's telling us, whether she's telling us with hurricanes on the Gulf Coast, fires in the West, that the climate crisis is real and has an impact. 16 people have died in Washington, Oregon, and California, including a firefighter and a one-year-old baby. Our firefighters have been so very, okay, very we can stop courageous. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. The, the, the Mother Earth is angry crowd. Mother Earth is angry crowd. Men can be women crowd. Babies inside the womb are not babies. And hundreds of thousands of Americans are going to die by the end of the year based on a study that was wrong in nearly all of its specifics very early on and now is putting in bad data again. And also vaccines are bad if they're developed under the Trump administration. Spare me. Spare me just a little bit. Just a little bit. All righty. We'll be back here later today with a lot more content that I didn't have a chance to get to. Otherwise, make sure that you come back tomorrow for much, much more. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Colton Haas. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Assistant director, Pava Wydowski. Our associate producer is Nick Sheehan. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Nika Geneva. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. Hey, everyone. It's Andrew Clavin, host of The Andrew Clavin Show. Murder is on the rise big time. And the reason is leftism funded by the evil George Soros. But we're not allowed to talk about that. But we will on The Andrew Clavin Show. Hey, We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.